Next on BYU Sports Nation, what would 10 wins really mean for BYU football in 2015? Is it enough for a major bowl game? One of BYU's all-time great wide receivers, Margin Hooks, joins us live. How he's helping Division I college football talent find BYU. Plus, one of the newest members of the New York Yankees organization joins us, Colton Mahoney, on trading BYU Blue for Yankee pinstripes. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. Huge show today. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Thursday, June 11th, wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with BYUSN fashionista Brian Logan. Okay, Brian, let's, uh, let's get the flame going early, shall we? Let's do it. Stuart Mandel of Fox Sports offered this beauty this morning to all of you in BYU Sports Nation and beyond. And we are giving out our first official homework assignment to all of you. That is to read the article that we will tweet out on the BYU Sports Nation account. It is called The Biggest Winners, Losers, Five Years After Realignment Heck Broke Loose. That's an, that's an edited headline, yeah, but this yeah. is BYU appropriate. Okay, <laughs> Keep it PG. Stuart Mandel has BYU number two in the biggest loser column. Citing this, a well-intentioned decision at the time to take BYU football independent has largely backfired. Has it backfired? Okay, mm-hmm. now I'm going to leave it at that. He just says it's backfired. He lists his reasons. Go and read. Marinate on it. We're going to discuss this in the very near future. Not what? today. It's not a topic like for today because tomorrow? you need to marinate on this. Think we're going to discuss it tomorrow maybe? Maybe. Maybe. I need to, I need to think about this for 24 hours. So give it a look. Stuart Mandel of Fox Sports, BYU as the number two biggest loser in college football realignment five years ago. Man, so much, man, so much hate, man. Okay, Damn. so that's kind of a downer, but not a bad last 24 hours for BYU athletics as a whole. You get a guy drafted by the Yankees, and you have another All-American in the program. That brings us to today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Colton Mahoney. Baseball pitcher drafted by the New York Yankees in the 16th round, 483rd pick overall in the Major League Baseball draft. We'll talk to the ace in 30 minutes and find out what's next. Nice. BYU men's soccer still searching for a win for win number one uh, on the season. They'll try and snap a four. Uh, three consecutive ties uh, when they host first place Albu- Albuquerque tonight. They're not losing. They've tied no, four tie, times in a so... row. I mean, it's it's you still could try to get that number one win, man. You know, it would it would that's, have a little extra meaning. Why against, soccer is frustrating. Yeah, the tie thing is just ugh. just yeah. Beat first place Albuquerque. I mean, if you don't win, you lost to me. Really? Mm-hmm. Even in soccer? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. If you're not holding first, the tough line first, right there. If you're not first, you're last. Who's <laughs> the great one that said that? <laughs> great night for BYU at the track and field nationals in Eugene, Oregon. Jason Witt. Leveraging the BYU Sports Nation karma. Finished third in the 10,000-meter race. He's an All-American. Got a medal for that. Was I on, that, was I on the show when he was on? You were he with us. On. We touched, right? You, we we, touched sh- hands. we okay. shared the karma through... Do the touch. Okay, keep going. 
Okay. <laughs> BYU's 4x400 four relay team finished second in their heat. Third fastest time overall. They advanced to Friday's final on ESPN. Nice. Shaq Walker is a member of that relay team. He also ran individually in the 800-meter final, had the third fastest time, and he advances and moves on. Your boy Shaq Walker, Brian. Shaq. Shaq getting it done with his uh, amazing diet. <laughs> Milkshakes and uh, Chick-fil-A is a secret. You guys want to be fast? Do that. Steve Flint also advancing to the final of the 3,000-meter steeplechase. Like I said, BYU had a great night uh, in the semifinals for the most part and in the finals of the 10,000 in Jason Witt's uh, regard. Uh, in Eugene, Oregon. Rise and shout, my friends. Now we're on the up and up. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU football and 10 win aspirations. Uh, I think they would gain national relevance if they got into maybe the 10 win mode, which, once again, it's feasible. I, you know, you can always paint that perfect case scenario. Let's say come out of September 2 and 2, 3 and 1, then they'll be much more in the national scheme of things. This is not the only time we are going to discuss the potential of a 10-win football season for BYU, but Phil Steele did give us a what-if scenario yesterday, the college football expert joining our program, and he he got us thinking. I mean, we were poking fun last week at going to Never Never Land, Mm -hmm. BYU winning 10 regular season games. You know what? Blue goggles on. I'm going to put the blue ones on. Blue goggles on. Let's head to the land of make-believe and ask ourselves, what if, what if Phil Steele is right? He said it's a feasible scenario. If BYU wins 10 regular season games, what would it ultimately result in? That is our Twitter question today, at Hobosita with the first tweet. Jerem shaving his head. (laughs) Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't think, I don't think Jerem thinks it's, not feasible. He has BYU, you know, right around eight and a half wins. But uh-huh. I, well, I mean, I think I think he said that you know ten wins because I think he he like you said he thinks eight maybe seven. But I don't think he really feels in his heart of hearts that he can go ten. That's no, what but he's what he's saying is I I wouldn't be terribly surprised if BYU yeah. won ten games. Yeah, and I think you know what instead of just a regular head shave, I think we should like give him like some designs or something, some crazy designs, maybe like a Y. Like, shave his head and leave, like, a patch with a Y and then maybe, like, dye it blue or something in the back of his head. We're all passionate about this topic, obviously, because it's one of Bronco Mendenhall's three pillars. BYU's facing the toughest schedule top to bottom in program history, so 10 regular season wins would mean a lot. Now, here is where it gets interesting. Would 10 wins put BYU in a New Year's Six conversation Given the difficulty of the schedule, it is comparable to many Power 5 teams. It's Mm -hmm. not the SEC, I know. Mm -mm. But it's close to the other Power 5 conferences when you consider the ACC and the Big 10 and the Big 12. The ACC or the SEC and the Pac-12 are kind of next level, but but is it difficult enough that 10 regular season wins would put them in the New Year's 6 conversation? I know Brian, Brian, Brian's smirking right now because he's got like an hour's worth of material and opinion on this. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it does. Um, when you when you look at just the the perception, the overall perception of a P five school, 
a uh, G5 school, an independent school, I don't really think you can compare it to a a a P5 school. And so even though BYU has a solid strength of schedule, especially the first few games, um, I, I just think when you look at some of the other games down the road from a national perspective, uh, people aren't going to, to value those games like they would um, a, a normal, regular uh, G, uh, uh, P5 conference schedule, like a Big 12 or a Big 10 schedule. What's the pinnacle then for BYU? I mean, I think the pinnacle is to, like, I think 10 regular season wins mm-hmm. would be unbelievable for BYU. Yes, it would be amazing. Amazing. You're saying that I think it's that's, not enough, however, to get them into the New Year's Six. It's, it's not, I don't think it's enough because when you have all odds against you, when you don't have, uh, you know, when you have two hands tied behind your back, you have to go above and beyond. And you can't just hit the bare minimum. So I think a season uh, more like being undefeated, having some some key signature wins, which you can obviously do with this schedule, um, would would really really make an a stronger argument than than just ten wins. We referenced the Stuart Mandel article off the top of the show, and again, you're marinating in that on that BYU Sports Nation over the next 24 hours and bringing strong opinion later. But he says for BYU to do anything, they've got to be ranked in the top 10. If they win 10 regular season games on this year's schedule, is that good enough to be a top 10 team? Maybe right at number 10. Are they good enough to be number 10 in the country with 10 wins? I think so, but I mean we're 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 talk now we're we're kind of going to speculation because you you kind of have to see what other teams do. Right. I mean, if 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 everybody else just has horrible seasons, then, yeah, you can you can creep into that top 10. But if everybody's just balling out of their minds and, and there's maybe seven or so undefeated teams, maybe if that's even a possibility, uh, then, you know, BYU starts to get pushed out of that top 10 and more towards the top, maybe even out of the top 15. Here's why I think BYU has a shot at this, Brian, because with a much weaker schedule last year. Mm-hmm. After four weeks, BYU was number 18 in the country, and the non-Power 5 darling in all of college football. They had wins against Texas in impressive fashion. Mm -hmm. They beat a mediocre Virginia team, and they beat Houston and Connecticut. Okay, Houston was meh. Connecticut was terrible. Okay, they were 4-0, but they were 18th in the country. If Phil Steele, he said, like he said, if they can come out of September 2-2 or 3-1, Against that schedule, now they're more nationally relevant. Okay, yeah. let's say they finish ten and two in the regular season. Why would they not? Why would they not eclipse what they did last year after four weeks? If Taysom had stayed healthy, like they had a much weaker schedule, yet yet they were like a shoe. Oh, BYU, they're going to be in the New Year Six because their schedule weakens out. They're going to win the rest of the games. They're going to be in it. Why? Why would they not? be considered now with two losses on a much more difficult schedule. I think that's why it's because the two losses. I mean, I don't I we can't even sit here and say if BYU went undefeated last year, they were going to be a shoe-in for for New Year's 6. I mean, you can't you can't even you 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 can make the argument obviously that's that that's they're in the discussions. I I think that you would consider them, but uh I mean, there's a lot other things, a lot of other factors that play into that decision. And 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 uh, if, if if they are considered 
uh, for New Year's Six Bowl. I think the biggest thing, we have to see what other people are doing, how, how good other, are, are other teams. That's really what it comes down to. So it's hard for me to, you know, uh, uh, get my crystal ball out and see what other teams are or are, 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 could not do, you know, for, for this season. I think uh, what, what 10 wins does for BYU – uh, is 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 focused more on the actual program. There's three main things that I see. Uh, first and foremost, number one is recruiting. Okay, fact uh, it helps recruiting. Yeah, it helps recruiting to sit down and say, uh, "Hey, we just won ten games last season. You know, under a national spotlight. Blah 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 blah. Come play for us." Uh, that's number one. B, national relevancy. Right to 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 be in the national spotlight of things. Hey, this team is is on the rise. Uh, you know, look what they've done. They have some signature wins. So nationally, you're there. Then last, uh, it's a stepping stone, a stepping stone to uh, the 2016 season when you're trying to, when you have a much tougher schedule, uh, but showing uh, analysts and, 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 and fans and just the college football world that, hey, we're building a program and we're being consistent. We're, we're doing this two years. So it's a stepping block. Uh, for 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 being for accomplishing their goals of playoffs, national championship. I'm going to tell you in roughly a half an hour why BYU, if they win ten regular season games, guaranteed will be top fifteen in the country. Ooh, guaranteed, guaranteed top fifteen in the country. Oh, I thought I thought you said top ten. Oh, that's Stuart Mandel. Okay, okay. He you said, said that BYU has to be top ten to do anything. I am saying that they will be in consideration if they're in the top if they're top 15 they will be in consideration for a new year's six bowl game at 10 and 2 Ooh, I don't know they right will there, be brother. considered i don't know man they i don't will know. be considered i don't know about that i one. will tell you why in 30 minutes All right. going off of what happened last year as my model last year smash year man Nobody what do we have to draw off the, the immediate Nobody past cares about last year 30 minutes. What have you done for me lately? BYU, 10-2 and two in the regular season, guaranteed top 15. I will tell you why. <laughs> what have you done for me lately? You know what? Yeah, well, it deals partly with that. What can BYU do in November? More importantly, what can BYU do on September 5th? Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 86 days. BYU, Nebraska. 86 days away from Lincoln Memorial Stadium. Our conversation is alive 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation. Members welcome. Members like at DYoung1993 tweeting in in response to our Twitter question, which is what would a 10-win season for BYU in 2015 ultimately result in? He says 10 wins gets them in the conversation for New Year's Six, but not actually in the New Year's Six. Oh, yes. Are you saying they're in the conversation? Well, anybody could be in the You're conversation. You're saying that they're not in the conversation. No, brother, I didn't say that. Somebody rewind this tape oh, and, my goodness. and play back what I said, Spencer. Up next, former BYU wide receiver great Margin Hooks on the show. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. You can follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. And as always, join us using the hashtag BYUSN. BYU Football Media Day, 13 days away, Wednesday, June 24th. It will start with State of the Program. Bronco Mendenhall, the head coach, and the athletic director, Tom Holmo, 
answering all questions relevant to the 2015 season and where BYU wants to move as a program. Perhaps they will be asked what 10 wins would mean to BYU football in 2015. Perhaps they are going to be asked, uh, <laughs> do you think New Year's, a New Year's Six Bowl uh, can be accomplished? What, hap- what happened to Blue Goggle Brian? I want to know that. This is the same man that last year said BYU is going undefeated. Dude, check this. Taysom Hill is winning the Heisman Trophy. And also the man that said the NIT is better than the NCAA and, and tournament. Every, everybody. So, first of all, <laughs> I don't remember half of what I said. I don't even remember what I had for breakfast this morning. Uh, so, you don't quote me on that. Uh, <laughs> second of all, man, I said that BYU, I think BYU goes 3-1 and one in September. Well, okay. Who's more blue goggle than that? Three. That's three. Three and one. Three and one. Man, come on. You can't you, say that I'm you, not. You really think BYU is going to go three and one in I, September? Yep, I think three and one in September. And I think the loss comes from. I'm just going to say Boise at home. That makes what? it even. That makes it even worse, right? That makes it even that much more crazier. Wow. Okay. So don't okay. talk to me about blue goggle blue, and non blue goggle. Blue bro. goggle, Brian. Okay. Hey, apparently saying. I didn't know. I'm like just saying, it just seemed like, like that the blue goggles had gone away. I'll die for this, man. Okay. Right, this right here, this means Brian something. thinks BYU is going this, three and one in September, but somehow they're not going to win ten games. Or I didn't or, say that. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, bump the brakes. Okay. Did not say we that. Need to, at we need all. to ask you. I need to ask you what your your regular season pr- prediction is for BYU. We'll do that later. Okay, we'll also okay. do that when I tell you why BYU, if they win ten games, top fifteen team in the country. Guaranteed this year. Joining BYU Sports Nation right now, former BYU receiver standout and now current CEO of Sky is the Limit. Deals with football training. Margin Hooks on the show, making his debut. Margin, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, you are joining us from Texas, and uh, we're going to start with what's going on in your life right now. Um, from the research that we've done with this Sky is the Limit football training, you're helping a bunch of Division One talent, talented athletes go to the next level. What exactly are you doing with your business venture? What I do in my business is actually teaching kids a college profile skill set beginning at a young age. And it is, like I said, it's uh, just the basic fundamentals and it's a process that they go through um, for at least a few months or maybe even a year to get to the point where they are a Division One talent. Margin, what do you think separates you from other training facilities and programs uh, out there in, in, in Texas and, and throughout uh, the nation? Well, uh, one big difference to me is I don't do the big group training. I don't like having a lot of kids in one because everyone is different. So I like to give you know individual attention to those kids. And the fact that I not only do I work with receivers, but I work with DBs, quarterbacks, so I'm able to do both sides and bring in, you know, the one-on-one ventures uh, with DBs and uh, receivers, also with quarterbacks. And another thing, what I'm teaching is what I lived and did. So it's not like I just looked at YouTube or, you know, watched some other people do it. I made the mistakes as a player. So what I do is try to create the environment where they don't make as many mistakes as I did come going through the ranks. 
Margin Hooks, former BYU receiver, fifth all-time in receiving yards at just under 2,900 and fifth in receptions all-time at BYU with 183, joining us on BYU Sports Nation. Margin, what is the most important thing that you tell to a young athlete, whether he's wanting to go to BYU or not or another Division One program, what's the most important thing you tell to them when they start out and, and really want to make it to that level of college football? Um. I want them to be, you know, be patient. There's one thing to be patient and be, you know, true to the craft. Because everyone wants to happen. They want this thing to happen overnight. And it's just something that's built over time. You know, main thing is patience. Margie, when you were going through your uh, recruiting process, uh, coming out of high school, uh, being from Texas, uh, you know, black, not LDS, what were some of the reasons why you chose BYU over other schools? Well, the thing is with BYU, honestly, I like the, uh, the academic program. And it was, to me, it was a pretty prestigious school academically. Then when I was going into BYU, I'm a young guy, 17, the fact that they wore Nike, you'd be surprised at small things like that. They wore Nike. It was sponsored by Nike. <laughs> and I'm from Waco, Texas. We, we were in a conference that was a whack. Towards then we got the Super Conference, and I got to go to Hawaii and play. Mm. So I'm like, man, I get to play football, I get to go to Hawaii, like vacation, <laughs> doing a little all in one, you know. So that's that's kind of how Linda looked at it. Then they, I mean, they threw the ball, you know, quite a bit. So and when looking at the recruiting side of it, the coaches told me, I mean, it was all seniors when I came in. My red, I red shirted, and they said you'd have an opportunity to step on the field. Your red shirt uh, freshman year, and that's basically the course it took. That's exactly why my cousin Joe Sampson came to BYU because Hawaii was on the schedule. That was that was that was sold. That was, he was it. That was it for him. All right about there. Nike and Hawaii. Uh, all about Hawaii. <laughs> hey, Nike and Hawaii. I was done. <laughs> and we got to play Hawaii in November. So when it's cold in Utah, you know we got to leave and go to eighty degree weather and play. The only thing is when you're on the plane flying back, when you land, you know you got on lays and shorts and t-shirts, and all of a sudden you get back to uh, to. To Provo, and it's like 25 degrees and snowing. So it was like <laughs> hell shock. It's like, what? Oh, man. So that was the only thing I didn't like about it. It was an I, I enjoyed it. Margin, what would you uh, tell a recruit uh, or, or a kid that's getting recruited by BYU right now that is black, uh, not LDS, and just some of your experiences that you had um, here when you were playing ball? Well, what I would tell them is it's a different environment, and, and it prepares you in life because uh, as a player and as a student there at BYU, I had to become what I call an amoeba. I had to be able to adjust to the lifestyle of life and just be different. And, and I was able to be successful while doing that, and that gives me the confidence that I could be successful in anything. If I can go into an environment at a young age where no one knew everyone, not everyone, but they were different from me, and be able to accomplish the things I accomplished, you know, get my uh, graduate, get my degree, and and still leave there as an outstanding citizen, things of that nature, I don't believe anything in the world can stop me. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, BYU uh, recent signee to the football program, wide receiver Akile Davis, reached out to you and asked you about BYU. He ended up choosing the Cougar football program and like you, he's from Texas, non-LDS, African-American. He's coming to Provo. What was that conversation like? I mean, that was a random conversation. He called me out the blue, you know, and I talked to him. 
and, and and from the programs that he had that it offered, BYU honestly was the best program football-wise, and I told him that. And then I explained to him the, the nature of the BYU uh, environment, how it was. I was just gave him from my perspective. And I tell a lot of coaches, man, if you let me explain to those kids how it is, it's different because I'm seeing it the way that there's basically the way I saw it. And it's a little easier if someone that looks in the mirror, when you look in the mirror and you look exactly like that person, not exactly, but you have some of the same features, it's kind of easier to trust me a little bit more than someone else who's kind of trying to sell them something. You know, and I don't sell them BYU. I just tell them this is how it is. Now, you make a decision based upon that. Don't base upon I told you to go. And I didn't. I mean, I talked to him for like 20 minutes, you know, and, and I didn't know that. And there was someone telling me he, he signed. You know, and I'm like, oh, okay. But that had, <laughs> nothing, that had nothing to do with me telling him to go. I just gave him the truth. And then he, he latched on to me, and we, you know, just built a relationship, and I started training him. And also I trained on Michael Simon also. And I talk to those guys every day. I mean, they work out together, and, and I talk about you know, how it is in, in Utah, how it is in Provo. Know how the football program is. You know how the, the way of life is. How they, you know, the things that they should look for. You know, and the good things about it. Because a lot of people think that I would have negative things to say. I think, no, everything wasn't positive. There were things I don't call them negative situations. They were learning situations that I had. And from that, you know, is how basically how I run my company. You know, is based on relationships and the, the trust. You know, just shoot me straight and. That's how I do with the athletes. I have some athletes that tell, son, you got D1. Basically, D2, D3. But you can go to school to get education. Everyone, you know, and so I, in my profession and the company I have, I have to be that way because everyone's not going to be D1. Everyone's not going to be D2, D3. But that doesn't mean you can't. If you want to work at this and your heart is into it, you can go somewhere and be able to play football on the next level and live the dream that you have. Margin, I know BYU Sports Nation views you very fondly for your contribution to the program, uh, one of the all-time great wide receivers. Let's end with this. What was your favorite memory at BYU? And please tell me it was not the bib jerseys that you wore in 99 <laughs> oh, and 2000. Oh, no. I played, I played in four different uniforms when I was at BYU. I was wow. in that whole time frame with the changing uniforms. And the one time they said it's cool, they told me it was Cougar, Cougar tan. A Cougar, I'm like, what? That is Right, I'm like, it's a <laughs> oh, it's cool. Is that what? I mean, that was like, wow. My fondest memory. Oh man, I have so many of them. You know, I was I was just talking to Coach Francione yesterday. I had a couple kids working at Texas State, and he remembered me from playing. You know, playing uh, there because New Mexico offered me, and I went to BYU. And he looked at me like I hate the Cougars. You know, he coached <laughs> New Mexico at the time. And I mean, tell me we talked about Lavelle and different things of that nature, different the games we had when I played against them, the different players he had. But my fun is I remember um it was I wanna say it's my sophomore year. I uh I uh my parents would come every homecoming game. That was their thing, they would come to the homecoming game. I told them it's not like high school where the players are involved. I like that's more of a money thing. The, the alumni with money come in. I was I'm just a pawn in this whole chess game. We supposed to go out there and play and not be seen. So it was, it always coincided with my mom's birthday in October. Mm. And my mom told me, I said, Mom, what do you want for your birthday? And I'm getting ready to go buy a candle or something, you know. And she looked at me and she's like, I want you to score a touchdown. And I'm looking like, what? And we're getting ready to play the Cal, uh, the Bears. They're ranked number five in the nation defense-wise. They had Delta O'Neill, all these guys. My mom's telling me, okay, I want a touchdown. The mom's not like, 
Little League. Well, I just locked and run down the field. <laughs> and I ended up scoring on a play. And they played it up on a commercial. And I say the big thing about it, when I caught the ball, I mean, it was one of my toughest. It, was, it wasn't a big deal. It was like a 20-yard touchdown. But it was one of the toughest catches I ever made. And I remember catching it and running over to the sideline, like jumping the, you know, the little banner where it was and blowing my mom a kiss and cousin after birthday. Nice. That was one of my fondest, fondest memories right there in college at BYU. And I have, like I said, there's plenty of them that I have. You know, one day, I was, uh, today I actually just left uh, the BYU just did a satellite camp here with uh, Oklahoma, UCLA, and uh, San Francisco State. And I was just telling the guy with Coach Simmons, who was the receiver coach at uh, Oklahoma, was like my big brother at BYU. He was a linebacker there in the 1960s. So, and I was, we were sitting there laughing and talking about some of the stuff we've seen and did. So, you know, it was just a, it was, it was, you know, good going down memory lane. I said, one day I might just write a book, the size that people really don't know. <laughs> and, you know, and mine is probably going to be different because, again, I'm not, I'm not LDS, African American dude, and I'm coming from inner city to there. My side and my perspective is going to be totally different. Yep. And maybe they can see the people in their world and say, well, maybe this is how people perceive us and see us. It's not bad, you know, at all. But it's just, it's just different. That's all I say. It's different. It's not bad. Anything environment, it's, it's not bad. It's just it's different. You know, that's how I look at it. Margin, if you write that book, Brian and I will be on the pre-order list. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> yep. I'll, definitely, I'll definitely give you that list. I might have some <laughs> cut-ups from some of the guys I still keep in contact with. I call them idiots. <laughs> These guys are idiots. I, like, I was like the kosher one there. <laughs> I was like, what? I, like, I was the calm one. I was like, man, and the coaches there. I mean, I love the coaches staff. You know, they were older group, but they let players just kind of – they let us be ourselves. We didn't have to just change on the football field was like our sanctuary. We could be us. You know, off the field, we kind of we adjusted to the environment. But on the field, that's the one thing where we were protected. So on the mm-hmm. practice field, man, the coach would sit there and just laugh at us. Some of the things he said and did, you know, Lavelle, I mean, we'd sit there and laugh and, and mimic him and, you know, Coach French and Coach Reynolds, Coach Teller, Coach Bosco, Coach Lamb, Coach Mitchell. I mean, all those coaches, man. Uh, I mean, Coach Ramage, Coach Smith. They were, I mean, they were wonderful guys. Wonderful guys. We appreciate the time, Margin. Uh, let's do this again soon. Sure thing. Take care. Margin Hooks, former BYU receiver, great, and CEO of Sky's the Limit. Football training on an individual basis. Uh, yeah. Mostly he worked heavily with Micah Simon, who was a quarterback coming out of high school but is now going to be a receiver here at BYU. And then you heard the story about Akile Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talks. He says those guys uh, on at least a weekly basis yep. and uh, is giving them instruction and telling them what to expect at BYU. Great stuff, man. We should have asked him, uh, what does it take to be an elite receiver? Ah, yes. That's for the that's for the next conversation. My mind, what does it take to be elite? What makes an elite receiver? Tell you what, we're talking to an elite baseball player next. Well, the Yankees hope so anyway because they drafted him, Colton Mahoney, ace pitcher, on the show next. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio. Simulcast on BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes. Stream it on BYUsportsNation.com. The latest BYUSN Twitter contest features elite swag, including a limited edition elite t-shirt. Elite. I can't even get one of these. Seriously. I was going to say, can I get one of those? That's not a joke. I cannot get one. Can I get, can I get one? Can I get one of these? No. Why if I can't get one, you can't have one. Yeah, man, of course. I mean, we're different, though. Okay, win the contest. 
How do I win? How do I do that? I'm going to tell you okay. right now. You right. need to follow first. Follow at BYU Sports Nation on the Twitter machine. Done. And then send in a tweet showing us how elite of a BYUSN member you are. Prove your eliteness. <laughs> uh, host. Prove your eliteness. <laughs> I'm a host. I need a picture uh, just... and a tweet okay. using the hashtag BYUSN. Easy. Not only will you get this T-shirt, you get a blue goggle T-shirt, you get the wristband, you get the blue goggles. Yeah. Really good stuff. Easy, man. Make it happen. Oh, by the way, we just talked to Margin Hooks. Download the podcast. Really entertaining interview with him about the uh, mentality of a wide receiver at BYU as a non-LDS African-American athlete. And he helped a couple of guys that just signed with BYU football get to Maybe. the program, Micah Simon and Akilah Davis. Are you really taking, I'm taking a picture right, right now? I'm taking a Live picture. on the air. Wait, I'm trying oh. to win a T-shirt, man. <laughs> Take, hold on, hold on. Say, say cheese. Say cheese. cheese. One, one, two, three. Jeez. Okay, Brian just okay. He's trying to win the elite All right, I'm about, to, I'm about to post this right oh now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> hey, don't judge me, man. I'm trying to win the T-shirt. He really <laughs> wants the T-shirt. Look, you got to beat Brian, folks. <laughs> he just took a selfie live on the set during a live program to try and get this T-shirt. I got to take another one because that was, that was kind of blurry. <laughs> really? Oh, my goodness. Okay. Tell me that was not blurry. <laughs> Brian that Logan, was good. ladies and gentlemen. That one was Brian good. Logan. <laughs> Uh, by the way, Margin Hooks will be here as part of BYU Football Media Day in 13 days, and uh, he's part of the four decades of dominance without a doubt. Top five wide receiver all time in terms of yards and catches. Definitely elite. Joining us now, a, m- a man who I believe, I believe is happy to join the New York Yankees organization. We'll have to ask him more specifically. He's got an elite mustache, that is for sure. Colton Mahoney, drafted by the Yankees in the 16th round, 483rd overall pick. Colton, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Thank you. Glad to be there. First of all, congratulations. Secondly, aren't you a diehard Red Sox fan? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Not anymore, though. <laughs> My allegiance has changed. Oh, okay. So that, it, it's that simple, right? Just get drafted by the Yankees? That's it. <laughs> can, can you? Can you, I mean, obviously, you know, you're you're focused on on your team, your franchise. But can you deep down still root for the Red Sox, just like secretly undercover? I don't know if I can anymore. I, I really don't. I think I got to be all in. This is a lifestyle <laughs> change, Colton. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. It's big. The ace pitcher for BYU now trading in BYU blue for Yankee pinstripes. Did you have to go out and buy some Yankees gear yesterday? And if so, was it painful to do so? <laughs> well, it was. It was funny because my brother he lives just like 15 minutes away from me, and he was watching the draft as well. And and we were sitting at home watching, and we hear my name get called by the Yankees, and my dad and my little brother here and they both get up and scream no you know just out of, out of just like they can't believe this is happening like you know they're shocked that i got drafted just because it's really cool to hear my name called in the, on the draft board and then also that i went to the yankees but my brother my brother right when he heard that he went to the store and bought a yankees hat for my dad and a shirt and a, and a hat for me and a shirt for me and my dad so i mean that was cool that he came over and surprised me with that we just nice. showed the picture uh, to our BYU TV audience. We'll tweet it out for our BYU Sports Nation followers on Twitter of you standing in the middle of all of your family, all decked out in their Red Sox gear, and you with the Yankee shirt on. <laughs> That's awesome. That's an awesome picture. It's pretty funny. <laughs> where do you? Uh, where did you expect to be drafted? Um, I was expecting to go a little bit higher than this, but you know what? The the Lord works in mysterious ways, and you know for whatever reason, I'm supposed to be in the Yankees organization. 
So I'm happy with it. I'm happy with where I am, and just get, helps me. It just helps me with the puts a chip on my shoulder, you know. Just like last year when nobody wanted to take me last year because I had a threat of going back to school, and and I had a chip on my shoulder. Went out to the Cape Cod League and and dealt. And so I mean that's the that's the plan this year too is do the same thing. Colton, so you had time to let this all sink in and and uh, you know celebrate with your family. Uh, what do you do from this point on? How are you preparing? What are your next steps? Well, they called me yesterday, and they told me that I, they wanted me in Tampa Bay as soon as possible. That's where their spring training facility is at. And, and so they, they want me down there to go get a physical and sign the contract and, and all of that mumbo-jumbo and stuff. And so they want me down there, and they're leaving. I'm leaving tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. to fly down to Tampa. So it's a pretty quick turnaround. I mean, I went down, packed up my apartment, and now I'm gone. So Holy cow. So, okay, you, you fly to Tampa tomorrow. How long are you there? He, he told me he's not really sure. I mean, I'll, I'll be gone for the next three, four months, you know, just playing summer baseball wherever wow. they put me. So they have a mini camp down there, and then I would, I would assume that they – they take me and put me wherever they think I deserve to go, you know, low A, rookie ball, high, you know, wherever wherever I drop. So I'll be happy with whatever. Oh, wait, did you already get married, or is that still, like, coming in the near future? No, it's, it's, we're still engaged. Okay, still engaged. so how okay. are you going to get married in the midst of all of this? Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> you have to post, postpone it a little bit. We'll oh. make it work. Okay, okay. Let's we'll say squeeze, just squeezing the wedding in there yeah. somewhere, right? Yeah, that's right. You might as well just do, like do it now. You know, just go to Vegas or something. <laughs> go to Vegas tonight. You do it really fast, <laughs> and then you'll be good. You, got, you always have the have the real one later. You know, don't worry about it. Colton Mahoney with us on BYU Sports Nation. Drafted as a pitcher by the New York Yankees in the 16th round, 483rd overall pick yesterday. Colton, you had a, a possibility of playing one more year at BYU. Why did you feel like now was the right time for you to go instead of, of staying for your senior year at BYU? You know, this, this has always been a dream of mine, and this has been this has been something that I've been working towards. And you know, last year last year didn't feel right for whatever reason, but this year this year it just feels right. Everything <clears throat> everything feels right. I, I have time to do it to go out and play and. You know, I know that BYU is still here, and they're they're going to pay for my schooling as well. Um, you know, the, the last year of my schooling, the Yankees are with the college scholarship program they have, and so I mean, it was kind of a win-win situation that you go out now and start my journey. You know, start making my way up the ladder. So, hopefully, pitching in pinstripes one day. Colden, what do you think that you have to work on the most uh, in order to to make it to the big show? You know what? I I just feel like I need to keep doing what I've been doing, working hard and listening to how my body feels, listening to the coaches around me that that take care of me, and just continue on that that path that I need to go and helping others on, and really focusing on my craft. You know, mastering my craft, taking taking full responsibility that this is this is my job now. It's not just a it's not just something I do along with going to school. I mean, it's something that, that I get paid for, and, you know, the only way to move up the ladder is to have results. And so just show the results and show that I can and have that willingness and the drive to do it. I know there are at least a few Yankee supporters uh, listening that are also BYU fans, Colton, and so uh, I'm sure they want to know, what, what do you bring to the Yankees? Like, from your pitching repertoire, what is your biggest strength? 
My biggest strength, I believe, is, is my presence on the mound. I feel like when I go out there, we always have a chance to, to go out and win. You know, that's what I'm focused on. I'm not focused on going out and striking out 20 people. I just want to give my, give my team a chance to win. You know, and, and good things always come when that happens. How did BYU help you develop that way? <clears throat> I mean, it was perfect. After my freshman year, um, being the closer out here, I was, I was, the, I was a freshman All-American, and, I mean, everything was good and glory. And, you know, I go on my mission, and I didn't really think much about being drafted. But when I came back and they put me in the starting rotation, um, it, it kind of put a big, a big responsibility on my back. You know, I had to learn two new pitches and, and learn how to more effectively get people out because as a starter you have to face these guys three, maybe four times in a game rather than just one time and, you know, get three outs as a closer. And so it really, it really is a, a strength that I learned these pitches that I have because it gives me a, a better repertoire and it gives me better presence. I mean, it helps me develop when things don't go well. And I mean, it's just, it's, a, it was awesome, an awesome experience here, and I, I wouldn't have traded it for the world. Colton, going back to a question earlier about uh, you feeling this, this was a good time for you to come out. Uh, and, and, and pursue your uh, career in the majors. Why not wait another year uh, and, and increase your, your, your draft stock? Um, uh, you know, you did that last year, uh, was drafted, uh, came back and uh, increased your draft stock. Why not do it another, another time? <clears throat> um, one of the biggest reasons that I felt is that you'll see, you'll see in baseball, it's kind of a funny sport with so many levels in the minor leagues to get up to the big league. It's not like the NBA or the NFL where you get drafted and you're playing on their, on their team right away. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to work your way up through the, through the minor league system. And, you know, the, the quicker you get in, probably the better. That's why you'll see a lot of high school guys getting drafted and going out. But I felt like I needed this extra year to develop. And also um, I just felt like I needed to go back to school and get a little bit further in my schooling. But – not not going back my senior year, I think it'll be okay because now I have time to go into the Yankees organization and, and, you know, make a presence, make a name for myself, you know, establish myself there, and hopefully someone recognizes that talent that I have and I can continue to work up and, and, and make it fast. So, I mean, it's just really that presence of knowing, like, you know, being in their, in their organization and getting to know people and, and pitching well, and it's just a combination of all of that. Colton Mahoney, drafted by the New York Yankees in the 16th round, one of the newest members of the Yankee organization, headed to Tampa, Florida to sign his contract and get things underway very early tomorrow morning. Who knows when he's getting married? One of the more enjoyable scenarios (laughs) I've ever heard, being that you are a Red Sox fan, Colton. We appreciate the time, my friend. We wish you the best of luck. Love it. Thanks. I appreciate you guys. Colton Mahoney, BYU baseball pitching ace, now trying to make it at the next level. And trying to figure out when to get married. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is hilarious. When you get married, I don't I know. I no clue. I, we're still engaged, but Just, I don't know. Who knows? We'll figure it out. As long as you got the ring on the finger, you're good. Oh, that's a, that's a legit answer from him, too. Yeah. He, he doesn't know. <laughs> He's hilarious. Colt Mahoney, good luck with the Yankees. Hey, what would a 10-win season for BYU football in 2015 ultimately result in? I say at least a top 15 uh, ranking. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton, Brian Logan, live from Studio B. BYU Football Media Day, 13 
Days away from now, one of our guests today, Marjan Hooks, will be in the building talking about the greatness of BYU football over the last four decades. Our Twitter question today, what would a 10-win season, 10-win regular season for BYU in 2015 ultimately result in? Use the hashtag BYUSN and let's go back to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Low Pointers says this, more sales of blue goggles, fact, and fans cry out for a New Year's Six Bowl. Brian says it's far-fetched. You're of the opinion, however, that 11-1 and BYU then, then, correct, they would be in consideration. I think undefeated. I think, yeah, I think they got to go undefeated. <laughs> why did you, you just jump back like that, man? You just they jumped, have to go undefeated? You just out of your seat like it was like a, like a snake or a spider oh, dropped down Brian, the ceiling, man. Brian, you don't think 11-1 and one like guarantees I, them a New Year's Six Bowl with this schedule? Like I got the cooties or something. 11-1. and one. Okay, let's go, to last year, let's go to last year's rankings. Last year's rankings, college football playoff rankings after the regular season. Okay, this is before championship, conference championship games, and before the bowl games. Okay. 11 and 1 teams. 11, the lowest ranked 11 and 1 team was Ohio State, number five. Number five? Ooh. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> it's you, hard. You tell me. This is what's hard. BYU for me. has a comparable schedule bro, to these teams. Bro, bro, this is what's hard for me, man. It's. It's the it's the it's the perception of of BYU in a uh, not in a P five conference. I think that's what ultimately hurts BYU trying to okay. trying to get into a New Year's. I, I will give you that they're not in a P five conference, but they're doing the next best thing, and that is scheduling like a P five team. Yeah, but I think you're always always going to have that argument that hey, you know, schools like Ohio State or Texas or, you know, whoever that are in these 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 P5 schools have to play high-quality opponents week in and week out. In BYU, you know, you have some breaks. You have a San Jose State before you have Missouri. Then you have, you know, a Fresno before whatever. You know, you know what I mean? It's not necessarily consistent, I think, in their eyes. And I think that's oh, what hurts. I want to see the strength of schedule rankings. I want to see the strength of schedule rankings. Because this is the thing. This is the thing that we talked about this morning is if, you, if BYU beats a bad Michigan team, that is going to be uh, carry a lot more weight than beating a good um, Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati team. team. Yes, p- p- national uh, uh, perception when it comes to that name brand, okay. uh, and 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 just the hype surrounding the school. You're 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 you know you're away. I'm not disagreeing with and, that. And so and so that's but and so that's my point is that if if there were a lot of uh, if, if if the whole entire schedule was filled like that, more so like 2016, then I think you can lose a game, maybe even two games. And still be considered. Even, even P5 teams, though, in conference have cream puffs in the conference. That's, that's, that's true. But a, a cream puff P5 school is still better than a, better than a good Cincinnati team. The only, I, I, yep, I would say yes. The wow. only, the only P5 school, uh, non P5 school that I think is, 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 is on another level is Boise. Okay. I will, I will give you something for your argument, Brian, that, that a 10 and 2 regular season BYU team this year. Would have a would have a tougher time getting into 
a New Year's Six Bowl game. That brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Three. There are only three at-large bids for the New Year's Six Bowl games this season compared to five last year. It changes. Five, three, one. Rotates on a three-year basis, okay? Mm-hmm. So there will be one next year and then five again the next year. Not sure why it worked out that way, but it did. So that makes it tougher for BYU to get an at-large just because there are fewer spots. However, my guarantee is that if BYU wins 10 regular season games, they would be in consideration because they would be in the top 15. Looking at the college football playoff rankings, 10-2 and teams with comparable schedules to BYU. So that throws out all G5 teams. We're looking at P5s. The lowest-ranked 10-2 and team last year going into conference championship weekend was Missouri, number 16. Then Wisconsin, number 13. Georgia Tech, 11. Mississippi State, 10. And then you get into the top 10. Okay? Yeah. For me, BYU with that schedule, and they play Missouri late. They play That's Missouri key. late. That is key. What have you done for me lately? We beat Missouri, who might win the SEC West. That East. Is- Whatever conference division they're in. The lower, okay. the lower one. Okay. What have you done from that could help BYU late? Only shot they have getting into New Year's Six, they gotta beat Missouri late. I think you gotta be ranked in the top ten. I t- yeah. ten and two doesn't do that. Ten and two doesn't get you ranked in the top ten. It's close. Nope. It's close. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, the Cougar Whip around. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Track and Field. BYU represented big time in day one of the NCAA championships with Jason Witt taking third place in the 10,000 meter. All American. Wow, friend of the program, Shaq Walker, and the 4x400 relay advances to the finals with the third fastest time. Baseball. Diehard Red Sox fan and former BYU baseball pitcher Colton Mahoney was drafted by the New York Yankees of all teams. 16th round. He's supposed to get married, doesn't know when, reporting to the Yankees facilities in Tampa tomorrow morning. Soccer. BYU men's soccer team faces first place Albuquerque Soul Football Club. FC. Tonight at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, in Southfield, on the Southfield. Uh, the Cougs are looking to snap a streak of four consecutive ties. Future guests, Brian Keel, tomorrow. It's Big B, Little B again. At BYU Gift says this. He's spelling Brian with a Y the right way. Hashtag more elite. By the way, False. you didn't include elite in your tweet, yeah, Brian. I did. Or sorry, BYUSN. Yeah, you don't qualify for the t-shirt. There's no BYUSN in there. I put BYU Sports oh. Nation. No, it's BYU. you got to be BYUSN, man. Hey, check this out. Uh, it's a Logan takeover, uh, so I could, I'm could i taking over the rules. <laughs> and for today only, this is special, folks. Oh, today only, it. Today only, <laughs> folks, <laughs> you don't have to put SN in there. <laughs> stop Just it. for today only. No. Margin Hooks gets our rise and shout. Brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. And we finish with our elite tweet of the day from at DeYoung1993. That <laughs> bald eagle. That deserves elite. Hey, what happens if BYU wins 10 games? T-shirts. Oh, wait. That's only if we're in a conference. Here's looking at you, Pete Futak. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thanks to nice. all of our guests and Brian Logan. What do you, wait, hold on. Shout right, out not to again. Pete Futak.